we'll start with a short meditative awareness. Request you all to prepare yourself for this session physically, mentally, intellectually. See that your head, neck, and spine is in one straight line. You're balanced on both the sides of your body, on the right and left equally. Awareness of your spine. Shoulders relaxed. You can allow your eyes to close slowly, gently, and become aware of your facial muscles. Relax your facial muscles. Relax the eyes into the socket. Relax the forehead, the eyebrows, the sides of the head the cheek muscles, keep the lips together, soften the lips, relax the tongue, release and relax your jaw, just relax your entire face. Awareness of your breath, natural breathing. You don't have to change or alter your breath. You have to make no change at all. As your breath already is, just observe. There's no effort to breathe in or breathe out. Effortless breathing. witnessing the breath coming in and going out. Bringing the awareness to the heart We'll chant Om once. You can join in the chant or you can just hum along or just feel the vibration. Exhale first. Gently breathing in. And relax. You can slowly allow your eyes to open. What is the Atman? 
there are various translations for this word that we have in Sanskrit. Spirit, pure consciousness. The self with a capital S. And many more. We have several words within the Sanskrit language to describe the Atman. They say Atman, they say Purusha, the Drashta, the Seer. They all are referring to the same idea. So what is this idea? What is the Atman? What is the Self? If we look at the non-dual Advaita Vedanta of Adi Shankaracharya, he has written a text, short text, an introductory text to non-dual Vedanta called Tattva Bodh. In that, he gives the definition of the self, the soul, the spirit. He says, I will say the Sanskrit verse once and then we will understand it, break it up. He says, Atma Kaha. What is this Atma? Stula, Sukshma, Karana, Shariraad Vyatirik, Panchakosha Titaha, Sun. Avasthārya, Sakshi, Sat, Chit, Ananda, Swarupaha, San, Yatishthati, Sa, Atma. So, the first idea he presents is that the Atma is that which is other than that which is other than the three bodies. What are the three bodies? The gross body, the sthula sharira, the subtle body, the sukshma sharira, and the causal body, the karana sharira. So that which is beyond the gross, subtle, and causal body. This is the first idea. Then panchakoshatitaha. That which is beyond the five sheets, the panchakoshas, we will understand each of these bodies, each of these sheets afterwards. Let us see the third idea presented. Avastharya Sakshi, the witness. The witness of what? Of the three states of consciousness. What are the three states of consciousness? The waking state, the one which we are in right now and engaged, the dream state and the deep sleep state. So the witness of all the three states of consciousness is the third idea. And the fourth is what is the nature of the Atman? Okay, it is beyond all these first, second, three ideas. What is the nature? The nature is Sat, Chit, Anand. Existence, Consciousness, Bliss. So now let us look at these four ideas to understand the art. Let's take the first, beyond the three bodies. So the gross, the subtle and the causal body. What is the gross body or you can say gross body? The physical body, that which is made up of the five elements. Space or ether, fire, air, sorry, in order, ether, air, fire, water and earth. These are the five elements. Everything in this creation is made up of these five elements. So is this body. This body, we have received this body because we have done certain action in the past, in the past lives. And therefore, from the merit of that action, we have received this body. 
this body is a is like a counter like you walk up to a a desk a counter and you ask for something or you're walking up you walk to the reception of a hotel and you ask for something you're at the counter so what is that counter there is some something being given something being taken so it is a counter for experiences the body is like a counter for experiences of joy happiness sorrow pain etc and this gross body physical body undergoes six changes the first is that it exists it is born first it is potentially it potentially exists then born then grows matures decays and dies this is the physical body so the self the atman is beyond this what is the next body the subtle body the sukshma sharira that which is also composed of these five elements ether air fire water earth it is again we have received this mind this subtle body mind and more i will explain through good actions that we have performed and it is again an instrument for the experience of joy happiness sorrow it has 17 items 17 principles namely what are they the five sense organs of perception the five sense organs of perception so they are all related with the elements through space the sense organ of the ear evolves the sense of hearing evolves so hearing because sound travels in space so that is the first organ that comes out through the space element dominantly then air air is responsible for the sense of touch the skin then fire responsible for sight seeing the organ the perception of seeing the eyes water taste perception of tasting through the tongue and earth the perception of smelling through the nose so these are our perceptions sense perception and they are constantly being uh respective objects respective uh objects of perception then we have the five organs of action what are the five organs of action so again like the uh along with the five elements let us so the first is vak the organ of speech second is the hands to grasp objects the third is the feet performing the function of movement locomotion from one place to another the fourth organ of action is the excretory organ does the action of removing or the action of excretion and the fifth organ of action is the genital organ for the act of procreation so these are our five organs of action so that's 5 plus 5 10 we have seven more to the five pranas now prana is a difficult word to translate there are five functions in the body carried out by prana is loosely translated to as energy or bio energy now these pranas are present in different parts of the body largely they are 
or called prana and the five of them the first one is also called prana it is present in the chest region responsible mainly for respiration the second is called apana situated below the navel responsible for excretion the third is called samana situated in the abdominal region in the navel region responsible for digestion you eat your food you don't have to now be like oh now to sit and digest this meal no there is a a, a vayu a prana an energy in your body that carries out this process and that is called samana vayu the samana prana and the fourth is the vyana which is situated all over the body it carries the energy throughout the body carries the the movement of nutrients etc throughout your body sort of like a circulatory and the last is the udana vayu situated from the neck and up responsible for communication for uh, also this udana vayu is responsible for a lot of spiritual practice so these are the five pranas two more the mind the manas and the intellect the buddhi so these are the 17 items in the subtle body the gross body we saw is the what can be seen what's visible the subtle body it cannot be seen by the naked eye but these are the 17 constituents of and the third body that is the karana sharira the causal body now it is called the causal body because so uh it is what causes the cell and the body to exist so therefore it has the name causal body what is what is the causal body it is actually inexplicable it cannot be described it is uh, it is of the form of ignorance agyana it is of the form of not having complete knowledge of who i am and it is the cause for the other two bodies this causal body is best described in the mode of sleep deep sleep when we go in deep sleep what happens is that the causal body takes over so when we are in a, in deep sleep we have withdrawn from the physical body we have withdrawn from the subtle body the mind the intellect the organs of action the organs of perception the pranas all of this has withdrawn into the causal body it is the cause for the other so it withdraws itself into this causal body you are not aware of any mental functioning there is no deep happening in deep sleep you are not aware of the world around you when you are in deep sleep so there is a complete withdrawal into this causal body there is a veil of ignorance not complete knowledge there as well you it is very easy to uh, uh, meditate on this to understand who am i really so meditation on the act of deep sleep okay so now let us understand these three states so we saw so first we saw the first idea of the three bodies the atman is beyond these things it is the witness of these three bodies the second is it is the witness of it is the five koshas what are the five koshas the five sheets so the first is the the five are annamaya pranamaya manomaya vigyanamaya and anandamaya it's like a the example is given of a onion like a onion has different layers 
just like that you can imagine that at the core is the spirit and it has different layers to the spirit now these all these different layers are manifestations of the spirit but it is separate from it so the spirit is the source for these manifestations to happen so what is the first one the first is the uh, annamaya anna means food that which is uh, born food when we eat food the gross part of the food becomes the gross body the subtle part becomes the subtle body so the annamaya kosh is the one that we can see the physical body which you can see of your own or another person and it is born it grows with the food and finally it merges into the earth when the body is dropped so this is the annamaya kosh the second is the pranamaya what is the pranamaya the pranamaya is the functioning of prana of this energy it is very closely related with the breath as well in yoga as well we have the practice of pranayama so it is largely working with this sheath this pranamaya kosh so the it carries out the organs of the functioning of the organs of action because you have this energy this prana that you can move you can locomote you can grasp objects you can talk you can perform the act of excretion the act of um sexual enjoyment sexual creation so all of that is carried out through prana so this is the prana body the third is the mind body the manomaya kosh so that which is again the organs of perception you have to understand this difference between the organ of perception and the sense of perception the organ of perception is the ear ear is the organ but the sense is inside is in the mind because even a deaf person may have ears but he does not have the sense of hearing so where is the sense located the sense of hearing is located in the mind not in the organ person may have eyes but may be blind so where is the sense located the sense is located in the mind so that is the mind kosh so again the atman is beyond the the physical beyond the beyond the mind and then we have the vigyana the intellect so the intellect and the organs of perception together is the intellectual sheath it is a little bit subtler than the mind as well and it controls the other three you are sitting in a position right now if i tell you please uh, get up and go to the kitchen and pick up a bottle of water so there is a a will a direction that is given by your intellect okay now pick get up from here so then the intellect has given a direction to the mind to get up the mind has to now get up so there is a movement of prana you have to move your feet to go there you have to use your hands to grasp the bottle of water and you have to walk back and come so the intellect has sent direction to the mind to the prana to the physical body to go from here to the kitchen pick up the bottle of water and come back so this is the intellectual sheath and finally the anandamaya kosha so what is the anandamaya kosha it is we are using the word ananda but this is a little different from the ananda we'll see little later so this anandamaya kosha it is actually established in uh, not having complete nature of the true self it is of the form of the causal body very similar like the causal body it is also it is still impure nature because the atman is beyond it and it is united with thoughts like uh like love like priya we say in sanskrit 
like uh, certain feelings. So happiness, very great joy. That is the bliss. So these are the five sheets. And the Atman is beyond the five sheets. So it is neither any of this. It is not the body. It is not the pranas. It is not the mind. It is not the intellect. It is not the bliss body either. Then what is it? Let's go to the third idea. The Atman is the witness of three states of consciousness. What are the three states of consciousness? First is the waking state. Second is the dream. And the third is deep sleep. Jagrat, Papana and Sushupti in Sanskrit. What is the waking state? What is the Jagrat state? The state in which we are right now. The state in which we can experience the sense objects like sound. You can hear me right now. Means that you are in the Jagrat state. You are in the waking state. So these are all perceived through the sense organs. You can look at objects. You can taste. Taste. You can smell things. So all of this happens in the waking. The second is the dream state. So what is the dream state? So the understanding is that the world that is projected while in sleep, the world that is projected by the mind when you're in the sleep, when you're in sleep, and how is that projected? It is projected through the impressions of what you have seen, heard in the waking state. So in this state right now that we are in, the impressions that are formed on the mind in this state when we go to bed and enter the dream state, the world that is projected, that is the dream state. So you, when you go to sleep, you dream and... Uh, you see yourself in the dream, you see your friends in the dream or your family and you all are in some place, there is a world that you all are in. So you are there, your individual self, in the dream. You can see that you are there. You can see other people in the dream. Why you can see those other people? Because those other people have had some impression in your life while you've been in the waking state. And you're in some place, maybe in nature. So you have uh, the experience of nature, sounds, the smells, the sights, and you have that countered in your dream as well. But all of them, you, the people in the dream, and the dream world are all happening in one mind only. So actually, it is all one mind. But when you wake up, you say, I dreamt that I was with all these people. But all those people are actually nothing but impressions in your mind only. So actually, the whole thing is in just your mind. But you have separated yourself from those people. And therefore, you think that you are different in your dream from them. So yes, coming to the dream state. Atman is not is separate from the dream state, is the witness of the dream state. And the third state of God, that is the deep sleep state. What is the deep sleep state? When you go to sleep, you had some dream and then you entered into the state of deep sleep or maybe you didn't have a dream that night and you wake up and you say, Someone asks you, your, your friend asks you, how, did, how was your sleep? And you say, oh, I don't know. I really, I, I really enjoyed good sleep, actually. You didn't have any dreams. You were deep in the state of sleep. That is the deep sleep state. And you say, I, out there, I enjoyed good sleep. I did not know anything. Means? You have identified with the causal body. The cross body, the subtle body has withdrawn into the causal body. You are unaware of what is happening. 
but yet when you wake up you say you enjoyed good sleep so who is there who is that at that time that i that when you wake up you say oh yeah i had good sleep so the atman is beyond that as well it is the witness of that so let's look at it like a like a sequence of things that are happening like you have waking state dream state deep sleep state again waking dream deep sleep deep sleep waking deep sleep waking dream deep sleep. this is continuously happening from birth to death this is this is the story now when you are in the waking state you are identified with the body with the mind with the senses and you say oh i am awake i am walking i am talking i am you know performing all this eating smelling in the deep in the dream state oh i am dreaming in the deep sleep state oh i slept really well but this i i i everywhere is actually the witness of all of this just stand just sit outside waking deep sleep dream waking sleep dream waking dream sleep deep sleep so there is a a separate i who is the witness of all of this happening you are witnessing that these states are happening successively so you are that witness that sakshi that is the atman the atman is beyond the three states and finally what is the nature of the atman it is of the nature of existence consciousness and bliss sat chit anand what is existence existence is that one thing that is common in everything what is that one thing common in everything is that it exists existence is that which remains but true existence is that which remains unchanged in the three periods of time what are the three periods of time the past the present and the future that which remains unchanged that which is the same in the past in the present and in the future so when you are 5 years old you say i am um, Five years old. When you are twenty-five, you say, "I am twenty-five years old," and when you are seventy-five, you say, "I am seventy-five." But the "I am" is the same in all the three: in the past, when you are five; in the present, when you are twenty-five; and in the future, you'll be seventy-five. The "I am" is the same. I am, in relation to age, five years old. in relation to the past 5 years old. but this i am is constant so that is existence i am what is consciousness sat we saw existence chit consciousness consciousness is of the nature of absolute knowledge absolute knowledge gyan swarup gyan swarup we are referring to this gyana that it is beyond the three bodies beyond the five sheets beyond the three states of consciousness it is of the nature of absolute knowledge that is conscious the word itself says it consciousness conscious conscious of of everything 
but then you say that okay the mind is conscious of this particular object but then are you conscious of being conscious pure consciousness that absolute knowledge that is consciousness that is chit and the third is ananda what is ananda it is of the nature of absolute happiness now this absolute happiness we already saw previously anandamaya kosha that you are because there is some ignorance there there is a relation with the causal body of over here there is no relation with the causal body it is of the nature of absolute happiness absolute joy transcendental joy our whole pursuit in life is so that we can come back to this state of happiness we are it is a pursuit of happiness we perform action we do everything we do so that we can be happy but why do we do that why do we have this pursuit it is because it is our true nature and we want to be consistent in our true nature we want to be always established in our true nature that we even go looking outwards for it so it is actually a pursuit of coming back to our true nature but the pursuit is outward that pursuit has to be turned around and made inwards you already are that it is only because you have identified with the bodies with the koshas with the three states of consciousness that you think that okay i have to uh, have this pursuit and i have to go and find this happiness i have to uh, find it in some place or in some ashram or in some cave or in some i don't know gaming center or a roller coaster ride because it's bringing you back to your true nature it makes you feel that joy again we always want to feel joy but that is already who you are it is because of a misidentification that you think you are not that you think you're incomplete and you look for it outside for feeling that completeness that wholeness once again so this is the nature of the atman the uh, existence consciousness bliss existence in all three periods of time consciousness absolute knowledge bliss absolute happiness so once again just to repeat the definition how we have seen it so far what is the atman what is the spirit that which is beyond the three bodies the gross the subtle the causal beyond the five koshas the five sheets the annamaya pranamaya manomaya vigyanamaya anandamaya beyond the three states of consciousness the waking the dream the deeps and of the nature of sat chit anand existence consciousness and bliss Thank you for patient listening, and I'd be very happy if any of you have any questions as well. Maybe we can take them up.
any questions or if anyone would like to share also you can type it out in the post a question under sangha or oh, sorry event questions so we have one question here how does one experience that bliss on a daily basis for me it's ups and downs the path to experiencing that bliss is through meditation the path to experience continuously is through meditation now how can we uh, have that experience is in the same text adi shankaracharya tells us that um the person the seeker for the atman the seeker who wants to recognize himself his true self he has to have this four qualities what are those four qualities the first is the capacity to discriminate between what is permanent and what is impermanent so what is permanent is that which remains the same in all three periods of time in the past present and future so that which remains the same in all periods of time is what is truly permanent the second is the quality of dispassion dispassion or we can even say detachment but dispassion is a better word dispassion towards what dispassion towards the enjoyment of your actions you perform some action and you wish that okay i've performed this action so i will get some kind of result from this action i should get uh, so and so uh, fruit of the action some good result or some bad result you expect from the action so you have this expectation of result you want to enjoy that experience of that result but that is not for you because sometimes what happens is you perform action but you don't get the result and you said oh i did all this i did so much of work and i wasn't rewarded or i did all of this and i didn't get my uh you know pay upgrade or i didn't get my promotion that is that is not in your hands on your hands is only to perform the action and detach from the result of the action the practice of detachment the practice of dispassion towards the results of your action is the second quality then the third is six qualities actually and what are those six qualities so the first is mastery over your mind being able to have control over your mind control over your desire control over your organs of action or your sense organs external sense organs the eyes this the ears the tongue what is happening is that always the senses want to go towards that which gives us pleasure so the eyes want to look at good things wants to see a good movie doesn't want to see a bad movie doesn't want to see a particular actor it wants to see oh these people the this the ears want to hear a particular kind of music wants to does not want to wish some kind of music the tongue wants to enjoy good tastes it doesn't like sometimes a bitter sour pungent taste so it's always moving towards that which gives you the happiness to that sense organ so having control over this senses then the third is performing one's own duty uparati it is called it is the observance the discipline of performing your duty whatever is your dharma whatever is the duty that you have given for yourself you have taken up performing that so if your duty is to teach yoga if your dharma is to uh, practice yoga are you doing that are you practicing so practicing your 
dharma. Then the fourth is endurance. Endurance of heat, cold, pleasure, pain. The capacity to endure it all. So endurance. Building up tolerance towards these things. Having faith. Shraddha. Faith in what? Faith in the words of your teachers, in the words of your guru, in the scriptures, what they are telling us. Having faith in them, unshakable faith, no doubt that what they're saying is wrong. And the last one, single-pointedness of the mind. So being able to single-point the mind, one-pointed sharpening of the mind, being able to concentrate on one thought, concentrate on one object. And the final is having a desire, an intense desire for liberation. So these are the four qualifications needed. The first is to discern between the permanent and impermanent. The second is to have dispassion, cultivate dispassion. The third is the six qualities that we saw. And the fourth is the desire to recognize the Atman, the desire to attain liberation. So it's like a, it's like a map given to us for us to know. It's a self-test. No one else is here to test us on this. It's your own self. So you know where you are on this path the best. So trying to develop these qualities will help you to continue to be on that path. Thank you, Lightsen. Thank you so much once again for uh, listening. Maybe for one minute we can be here. If there's anything else that you'd like to share, ask. So the lightness has posted a question, how does knowing all of the various pieces of information help one in the day-to-day? -day? It helps one to be established in who am I truly. It helps one to be able to direct who I am not in the particular way. So it helps you to direct the mind, the intellect, all your actions towards remaining in this state of identification with your true nature, with the spirit. So see, the, according to yoga, according to yogic philosophy also, we see that what is the purpose of the spirit? The purpose of the spirit is to experience, experience pain, pleasure, everything that the world has to experience and the second is liberation from that experience so knowing every all this information helps us to guide our questions so that we can know what is the purpose of this experience what is the purpose of living what is the purpose of day to day Every, so many of us, what do we want in our life? We want something that is a day-to-day a -day practice, a daily practice, or a, some daily tip uh, that we can change, that we can just, oh, we can do something and 
life changes. It's a new thing that you do, which you can do every day. Why? Because it is in the daily life that we do so many things consciously, unconsciously. So when we change our perception, our understanding of what we are already doing, we learn to undo certain things that we have been doing from a perspective of identification with a particular body or a state. And then we can re-identify, we can recognize the true nature of that. I hope that was uh, sufficient to answer you. Thank you. Once again, thank you all for uh, this time and sharing. I mean, we cannot see each other. We do not see each other's physical body. We are not connected at the physical level. We are not together, but we are in different places, in different countries, different time zones. But we are all in the waking state. If we choose to identify with that, we are all listening. If we choose to identify with that. And we are still connected at the mental level, at the intellectual level. If we choose to identify with that. So thank you all. and. Wish you a happy day or a good night and many blessings for all of you. Thank you.